Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Charlotte and I'm Helly and welcome to Growth in Progress the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed but that can help us all to grow. In each episode we spend some time catching up and share something that we've been loving from the past couple of weeks and then we discuss a topic that we feel is really relevant right now but possibly a lot of people aren't actually talking about. If you enjoy this episode or any of our other episodes please don't forget to hit subscribe on whichever podcast player you're listening to us on and don't forget to get in touch with the contact details in the show notes. So my love how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, it's been a crazy, crazy week for me. Um, did lots of fun stuff. For anyone who doesn't follow me on Instagram or doesn't know me in real life, but Taylor's gone back to the States um, this week, which is obviously really sad and we don't know when we'll see each other again. Um, but it has meant that our last week together has been really nice. We've really made an effort to go out to lots of different parks near me. <laughs> Uh, as much as you can do in lockdown um but no we've been to loads of really kind of like nice stately homes walked around the grounds just in the area around me and had lots of treats and spent time outside and it, it was a really nice kind of last week to spend together before he went back so a bittersweet week but it's it's been really good so yeah I can't believe it's come around so quickly like it feels like only a few weeks ago that you guys even came back so the fact that He's had to go again already. It's just I know. We were like, oh, six month six month visa, plenty of time. Like yeah. that'll be fine. But no, it's madness. And it just I mean, as we all know, the last year has thrown some curveballs and the uncertainty continues. But hopefully it's not for too long. And fingers crossed. Yeah. And lots to look forward to for us as well. Like over the next few months with lockdown easing and hopefully being able to do more stuff as well. It's lots to look forward to here as well and hopefully we'll be reunited that would be nice yes I feel like that is the like the saving grace is that at least now he's gone back you can hopefully in the next few weeks see friends see family and obviously a lot of it is like one household or like one other person mm. so it's quite nice that you can't you're not like oh I'm leaving Taylor at home all day while I go out and like <laughs> see all of your friends and there are things that you can look forward to and like we can plan nice stuff to go and do so at least there's that distraction of like if this happened in like November, pre Thanksgiving, pre Christmas, pre New Year's, that would have been even worse. Yeah, and of course we have the summer months to look forward to as yes. well, which hopeful hopefully will be really, really nice. Oh my gosh, you know when this episode goes live, daylight saving will have officially happened and we will be in British summertime. We have already planned well, I say we, Charlotte surprised me with it. <laughs> but we're basically <laughs> having a party for the clock's changing. <laughs> I know. Well, so every year we say like the clock's changing is like our version of Christmas. Um, so this year I thought, given that Taylor's gone back and it's just a bit shit, um, I bought us both a bottle of Aperol 
pre-mixed because mixing your apple spritz a bit of a nightmare at home. We'll report back on how good the M&S Aperol is. Um, but we've got a bottle each and Sunday night at 6pm we're going to have a couple of glasses, we're going to have a nice catch-up, plan some podcast stuff and it's still going to be light. It's going to be so light and I'm, I'm so excited. very excited. I'm looking forward to it a lot. It's just bringing me all the joy. Um, what have you been up to? Not an awful lot. Um, I got a new phone, which is very exciting. That is exciting. I mean, it's really exciting because my phone has been broken pretty much since I got it two years ago. So the fact that now I'm going to be able to text you and you're not going to get a stream of like random words that is, is auto-corrected to is exciting for you. Although the typos will still continue because I am the queen of typos and texts. Um, what else have I done? Oh, we watched all of WandaVision. I can't believe how fast you've watched it, but I'm also, I guess because we watched it as it came out each week, but I'm very jealous you got to binge it. We watched four or five episodes on Sunday and the rest of it on Tuesday night, and it was just brilliant. Each episode feels like a feature-length film, which I love. Mm-hmm. Loved the storyline, loved the character development. It was just brilliant, and then I had some really crazy dreams. <laughs> so... It's a little bit trippy. It is a bit trippy, and I definitely had some crazy dreams, one of which I do need to tell you about after this, so please like, please remind me to do that. Um, but it, it's not, we've not done a lot, but it's been a bit sunnier, so going out for walks and all that jazz, and yeah, that really has been it. Um, do you want to share your recommendation for this episode? I will, and I know that it was going to be your recommendation as well. Yes. In fairness, you recommended it to me, and that's how I discovered it. So you can you can keep this as your recommendation, but I love it. I mean, it's, it's we're probably... really We're really late to the party here. We're like yeah. a year and a half late to the party. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everyone else is going to be like, duh, Charlotte and Helly, what were you doing? But <laughs> my recommendation this week is ASMR. And I've been listening to it on the Calm app, but I know you can get it on YouTube as well. So for anyone that doesn't know, ASMR is Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And it basically... That helps. That really helps. <laughs> There's not a word in that that I understand. <laughs> I was about to explain what it means. Okay, good. I'm saying like, I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> it's basically like, it's like an, a sensory response that you get. So it it's mostly described as like a tingling sensation that it's kind of like, they say it begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and like down your spine. Um, for me, I don't feel like it ever starts in my head. I, I don't know. Anyway, not everyone can feel it apparently, which I think is fascinating in itself. Um, I've been doing loads of reading up on it this week, but it is basically like certain noises will trigger this like autosensory response in some people which is basically like a really relaxing like just enjoyable like tingling sensation and it sounds weird like I think that's why I've just dismissed it always because yeah. I thought it sounded a bit like loopy but I've been listening to the I saw these stories on Calm that said on the Calm app that said they were ASMR sleep stories and I thought you know what I'll just give it a try and it worked it was amazing I had like the tingliness I was completely relaxed I was I fell asleep so so quickly and I've been reading up on it and it was saying people who do get it are often the people who like as kids really enjoyed having like someone drawing on their back or like 
playing with their hair and if you're someone that really enjoys going to the hairdressers or like someone giving you a back rub like those very like tactile like sensory responses if you feel like that and really like get enjoyment from that you might be someone who like responds really well to ASMR and it has been sending me off to sleep this week like a baby it's a game changer such a game changer when you voice noted me about it last week I listened to your voice and I was like okay I've definitely written ASMR off too quickly um so I tried it that night and I started by listening to the French whisperer with the Mm. theory of relativity that is my favorite one if anyone's interested (laughs) and I was asleep so quickly and I slept so heavily and I didn't wake up in the night and I think I feel like we've probably discussed this on the podcast before how neither of us are the deepest of sleepers yeah. Um, and I've suffered from insomnia on and off for years, but I didn't wake up in the night at all, which is amazing for me. And I woke up in the morning feeling really refreshed. I did it the next night and the ne- every night I've done it since. And I like crave getting into bed now. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to like lie down, listen to the story. Like it's amazing. Yeah. It's like, it's described as like a like, kind of low euphoria and it just makes you feel good. Like pe- people report like feelings of positivity and it's like tingling, but really nice. Like it's so hard to describe unless you experience it. But I should say you don't need to pay for the Calm app to get it. There are so many ASMR um, clips on YouTube. Um, so you just find one that kind of is right for you. I think it's actually one of the highest searched for YouTube terms like I ever. I know a lot of people within like the beauty space have done like a ASMR video or two with like beauty products of like the different textures like the lids clicking the sound of like brushes stuff like that because they're all very ASMR-y sounds I was always like this is weird like what now I've experienced it I'm gonna go and hunt all of these out it is fascinating it's really really interesting the most interesting thing I thought though is when you were telling me about how people who benefit who like feel asmr-ness when they (laughs) listen to it also like feel music really intensely yeah so i did this is what i voice noted charlotte she had the joy of listening to like three minutes of me voice noting her on whatsapp i love Um, (laughs) but i'd done all this kind of reading on it and it said that asmr people who experience it often um there's like links to synesthesia and kind of having a lot more emotional response to certain things and if you've listened to the podcast before you'll know that I'm not I don't really listen to music I don't enjoy listening to music and I sometimes get very emotional with music and that's why I don't enjoy listening to it because I I kind of feel like a bit overwhelmed by emotion of it which is ridiculous because this can happen with literally pop pop songs on the radio and I have to turn it off because I feel like that but apparently that is like that kind of emotional overload to certain things like music can be like a link to people who experience ASMR. And also if you really, really strongly visualize um, like when you're reading. So I really, really kind of, whenever I'm reading a book, it is so vivid when I imagine the stories, it's like I'm there. So I was really interested to see that there was a link with that as well. I think it's, and also when you said that to me, everything, so many things made sense to me, like everything slotted into place because the reason I love music is because I feel it so intensely and I can't like go a day without listening to music. Like I just love it. 
whereas and that, the same thing happens to me when I read but that's why I can't read like scary books because if I'm in bed reading like a horror or a murder story I will imagine it happening to me in such a vivid detail that it like makes me really stressed so I think the whole thing is fascinating it is and there was is it misophonia I can't remember if that's what it's called but it means like hatred of sounds and it says another thing is that that's kind of along the same lines is if you have a really strong physical reaction to certain sounds yeah and I have that like sometimes I hear certain sounds and I feel like physically like sick and like it feels like my yeah. ears are almost like scrunching up inside of me yeah so like, it was mm. I feel like we could do a whole episode on this because it was so fascinating yeah. <laughs> but highly recommend if anyone wants to give it a try yeah if you're someone who struggles to sleep or you feel quite stressed and like quite still quite awake at the end of the day I feel like it's a really nice way to just take a breath calm down and have a bit of a moment yeah and I should stress like it doesn't it doesn't work for everybody but it's worth giving it a try and equally there's lots of different kind of sleep stories and strategies on calm if it doesn't work for you that that you have a try of as well if you are someone who struggles Mm. to sleep um enough about asmr (laughs) what is your recommendation this week so mine's a new app and i discovered it when i was going i was re-downloading all of my apps on my new phone and i wanted to find another gratitude app because i know you've spoken about presently in the past um i downloaded an app called morning um i'm not sure if it's available on ios and android i've got it on ios so just a little caveat there but it's a similar premise to presently in that it a gratitude app but it also asks you for like affirmations and listing things that went really well in your day so you fill it in in the morning and in the evening so the first section is right at the start of your day and you say what you're grateful for and what would make your day really great and then you put in a daily affirmation and it, it can give you like prompts of affirmations and stuff like that as well and then you list out three things that are amazing from the day what you could have done to make it feel even better and then you can like give it like a score out of like happy good normal bad or awful and I just love it because it's such a like I love gratitude apps I think it's a really nice way to round off your day but I also feel like because this one starts in the morning you set your day with like a really clear positive mindset and I wake up and I'm like oh actually like I have stuff to be grateful for already and then the question what would make today great it's so interesting things I've been writing down because they're all really easy to do like get outside like oh, it'd be really nice to speak to a friend and when you've written that sort of thing down first thing in the morning I just feel like you're more focused on doing it because it's at the forefront of your mind yeah that sounds like such a good app that's exactly it it sounds very intentional and I really like mm. that and it's a nice way like you, you can set a reminder morning and evening so I set a reminder for like seven o'clock so when I've just woken up I can pop that in and then right at the end of the day I can finish it off and I'm looking at it now and I'm looking at it and I'm like oh actually I did, I did all those things like I watched some telly and chilled out on the sofa and I had a really nice dinner and it makes you realise how easy it is like some of the things that make your day good and make you feel like you've had a really lovely day are actually really simple. Yeah I think that's the thing isn't it as soon as you write it down and really think about it you yeah it's it's just so nice to have that awareness of what it is that makes your day more enjoyable. And I think especially at the moment, like, let's be honest, we've all hit the wall. Big time, we have hit the lockdown wall. Like, 
I can't explain how desperate I am to see someone who I don't live with and to get my hair done and to get my nails done like just all of those things but to go to home sense I dream of going to home sense all of those silly little things like but we've all reached that point where like we don't want to go for the same bloody walk again yeah I'm sick of it all and actually starting the day with like oh I could do this today or I could do these things to make it nicer has been a really lovely way just to like kick my day off and feel quite fresh and like you said intentional oh I love that I'm gonna see if it's on android because I'm on an android phone but yeah definitely gonna check that out on this week's episode we wanted to talk about saying no I think it's a really undervalued and underestimated way to take back a bit of control and I also think it doesn't get spoken about how difficult it is to say no especially if you are a people pleaser and you like to keep people happy or you want to avoid confrontation or if it's at work and you want to prove yourself I think there's a lot of scenarios where you often feel like you want to say no but you don't feel like you can and it is it's a really important way to set boundaries in like so many different areas of your life. And I think it's something that we wanted to discuss a bit more and how you can practice saying no just to make make your life a little bit easier sometimes. It's such an important thing to be able to do. And I think it's something that, like you said, we don't discuss it enough. We don't we don't explain why it's so important enough. And it's only in the past sort of six months to a year that I've started to say no more and not feel guilty about it mm. and not feel like oh, I have to say yes. And there's that, I think it was in one, I think it was in Tina Facebook. I read it years ago and she said, just say yes and figure the rest out later. And I think we're always told to say yes to opportunities, say yes to everything and work out how you'll pull it off. And there's definitely some value to that in terms of like, not just, brushing away opportunities and making the most of everything that comes towards you but I think we are too eager to all just go yeah because we're worried that if we don't say yes people will think we're either lazy or that we don't want something enough we're not ambitious we don't care about them and often it's not that deep like people people don't actually care as much as you think they will but all you're doing is overstretching yourself and putting yourself out and especially at the moment as we're hopefully looking at restrictions lifting a bit in the UK and in other parts of the world and we're in situations where we are being asked to see people more and go out of our way for other people more now feels like the perfect time to just really get into a habit of saying no and understanding that when you say no it doesn't mean you're being horrible and it doesn't mean that you don't care it's just protecting yourself a little bit you can say no in a really nice way yeah I do think there is a lot of unnecessary guilt attached to saying no and it's strange because I feel like it's in every different part of life like at work you don't want to say no because you don't want to upset your boss and you don't want to look lazy and then you don't want to say no to family and friends because you're worried they'll be annoyed with you or I feel like it's in so many different areas of life and it's not discussed enough that if you say yes to everything obviously you're going to spread yourself too thinly and that is literally right there that's a recipe for burnout isn't it like yeah you you cannot do everything and I totally agree saying yes to stuff I love saying yes to stuff but I have to acknowledge I can't say yes to everything because 
like you're only human. There is no way that you can do absolutely everything. Or if you do say yes to something, you need to maybe have a look at reprioritizing other things that you have on your to-do list or other things that you're planning in your life. For sure. And I think when you get better at saying no, your yes becomes more powerful because you say it less frequently that when you agree to something, it's either more likely to be something you really want to do, therefore you give it your all. Or if you say yes to doing something, particularly in like a work environment, people are like, oh, okay, cool. Like they, they want to be involved in this. And you go from being someone who will just do whatever to please other people, to just keep the peace. And it, it just gives your yes that bit more integrity. And like you were saying, it gives you a better way of setting a boundary and not just being walked all over. Yeah, I think there's something there about respect too. Like, yes, you can be a people pleaser, but also if you're saying yes to everything, you do need to be careful of being walked all over. And I'm not just talking about at work. I'm talking about friends and family who might exploit your kindness for their own gain and expect you to always do something for them. Mm. But I think, especially in the work environment, if you can turn around and, and say to someone, honestly no I I can't do this like be open about how much capacity you have because if at the end of the day if you're time poor thing like every not everything is going to get done and then it's not going to get as done as done as well as it should be and then you're going to be stressed and your boss is going to be annoyed and I think saying no and then having a conversation or saying yes but can we talk about reprioritizing the other things on my to-do list I think that's so important in the workplace because then you're not if you are a bit afraid of saying no that's fine but if you're going to say yes come up with a solution so you're not stretching yourself too thinly and burning yourself out 100% I think if saying no particularly at work feels like it's too much or you are in a position where you can't say no because sometimes you just have to do things then asking why is really like a good way to start as well if you get a load of requests coming saying like why do we need this or why do we need it now or what's this being used for and just questioning things a bit more because often someone's told someone to tell someone to do something and you're just that person who's doing something yeah and when you question it a bit it starts to unravel and you're like oh so that person a didn't really know what they were asking for anyway so by the time it's got to me (laughs) it is something that could be pushed back on you can kind of have that conversation and you can do it in a really polite and respectful way as well I don't think it has to sound like you're throwing your toys at your pram at all you can say oh, yeah mm, I'm afraid like I can't help with that right now but maybe so-and-so can or do you know what I could but that'll be a job for next week and just starting you don't have to go in with a yes if you if you whenever you're asked to do something you say yes straight away you can't back out whereas if you go in with a no or a maybe you can then revert it to a yes if it turns out it's really important yeah because even if you turn around and say I'm not sure yet I'll get back to you later when I've looked at my priorities or something like that you've not you've avoided potentially if you're worried about upsetting someone by saying no you've avoided that but you're still taking control of your time and I think that's the thing about saying no or just taking ownership of your time in general it's putting you back in control of your life and your priorities whether it is at work or whether it is seeing family on a weekend if if you've got family or friends who are really really keen that you drive four hours to go and see them like every couple of weekends 
you might not feel comfortable saying no because you're like, oh, it's it's family and that's that's what family do. But if you can offer an alternative or say, no, maybe maybe not this weekend, or how about we switch this to a, I don't know, a three monthly thing, offering up an alternative rather than just saying no, because as much as saying no is is the best thing for you and your boundaries, offering that alternative is actually is often a good way to kind of temper the reaction of mm. the people or person you're saying no to. It's a good way of saying no and enforcing that without the other person necessarily realising what you're doing as well. If yeah. you go, no, I can't come down to you this weekend, but I can meet you halfway. Because yeah. especially with relationships, like family relationships or friends, it is a two-way street. Like, it isn't all on you. And I think so many of us have felt that pressure, like, oh, I, I have to be the one who makes all the effort. No. Like it is, it is a two-way thing, and there'll be exceptions to that rule, and times when it makes sense for someone to come and see you, or you to go to them. But I think if if we're always just like, yep, 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 you become that person who, oh, we won't make it convenient for so and so because they'll just make it work anyway. They'll just get here. Yeah. And if and you're I... known as that person who always goes above and beyond, you end up getting stretched further and further, and some of the audacious requests that might come in suddenly don't seem so audacious. Yeah, that's so true. And it, I think it links back as well to our conversation we had a few weeks back about going at your own pace out of lockdown. Mm. Because there is going to be a lot of pressure to see people and meet up with people that we've not seen in a long while. But if you're not comfortable with it, saying no is okay. And their friends and their family and they should be understanding of that and and compromise like you said if that means meeting in a smaller group or meeting halfway or only meeting outdoors and things like that it's I think if you set those boundaries now rather than putting yourself in uncomfortable positions because once you've put yourself in an uncomfortable position that you really wish you hadn't it's like what you said once you said yes you can't back out of it when it, it will mm. happen again and again and again and you can't change it because oh you did you did it that first time and well it's not that you can't change it but it becomes more difficult to and then setting that boundary becomes harder I think it's such a difficult line to walk isn't it because you don't you don't want to upset people but I also really think it's important that you don't apologize for setting those boundaries either I think now's a really great time to start trying though to enforce those boundaries like we've all had that hard reset so it does, if you feel really uncomfortable about it, you can't, like now's an opportunity to try and start doing it. I think if you're in a situation where you've repeatedly said yes, it's harder to suddenly start and it feels like it's, it does feel like you're crossing a line more. Whereas if now you say, oh no, sorry, I can't do that. It's like you can start to feed it in slowly and you can do it in a way that because people are used to now, people going, oh no, I can't meet up that weekend, or actually I can't because I've got another Zoom call or whatever. I think it's a bit easier to approach that topic and it not feel quite as, like you said, like it's not like you're crossing a line and offending people or anything like that. We've got a bit more used to all prioritising our own well-being, I think. Yeah, but I do think that that, that raises an important point that you, you shouldn't have to feel as if you need to justify it either. Mm, like yeah, you don't you don't need to have an excuse like oh I already have something planned or even feel as if you have to make up an excuse like if if you just need to say no or you want to say no that's that's completely fine and it is difficult and it does take practice but I don't think I don't think you should have to justify that decision if you know that it's right for you 
And mm. chances are, most of your friends and family sh- or should be supportive of you and understand that. And I think as well, if you're at work, if you're having those conversations where you're saying, I don't have the capacity, can we look at reprioritizing my tasks? Again, that's, you don't have to justify it, but instead you're coming up with a solution. I think there's going to be a lot of respect for that. I agree. And what I would also say is whilst you don't have to justify it, if you're saying no to something that could be like a recurring thing, I'm thinking like social situations or meeting up with friends and there's something that you know is something you will never want to do. For example, I really struggle with big crowds Mm. and I, I find it really, really stressful. And actually, if it's friends you're meeting, if you feel like you can, just be honest with them and say, do you know what? No, I'm not going to meet you in that crowded bar in central London on a Friday afternoon. But could we meet here or could we do this instead? And it's again, finding a solution. It's not a no, I don't want to see you. No, I want to be awkward. It's just a do you know what? This is something that is really not good for me. And it's it finds that nice balance between respecting yourself and your own boundaries and not having to explain yourself in loads of detail to someone but also giving them enough context that you can find a solution to the problem and if you know this thing's going to come up again and again and again you don't have to then worry like okay I've got to have it this time but in a couple of weeks time they're going to ask me again I need to come with another lie and what lie did I tell here like it's too much if your friends care about you you should be able to have that conversation and explain it yeah that's why saying no needs to be normalized a bit more there needs to be this the stigma that it's lazy or that you should say yes or you just have to say yes to avoid the confrontation I think that kind of association needs to be removed because most of the time the people that really need to say no are the ones that genuinely need to say no it's not because they're lazy or they're trying to get out of responsibilities Mm. or I I think there needs to be more normalizing of saying no for your own mental well-being and kind of finding that balance in life and actually you know what on the times where I have said no but said it respectfully and I've explained the situation or I've just said you know I can't I've never been met with negativity like if I've said it in a work environment I've had a very much like okay let's work around there okay no that's not actually that important and it means that also if you if you're someone who works hard anyway and who produces high quality work and then you say no it just, no one's going to suddenly think, well, that person's trying to slack. It's yeah. saying, actually, you know what I can produce. You know you can trust me, but therefore you need to trust my no. Yeah. And I think saying no in terms of a work environment is the scariest, at least it was for me. And I know a lot of people who feel like that. But once you start saying it, you almost, it's like a muscle you have to flex. It's like so many of these things we discuss, like stepping outside your comfort zone and all of that. Once you do it a few times, it becomes a little less scary and a bit easier. Yeah, it all takes practice, but it's it's ultimately like for your own benefit and your own well-being. Mm, I completely agree. And it's, it is the perfect opportunity to kind of set the tone now, I think. So whether you're someone who is really great and confident at saying no or... Maybe you're a bit of a yes person and you need to get better at saying no. We'd love to hear from you, so don't forget to get in touch with the contact details in our show notes. But in the meantime, we hope you have a brilliant week and we will speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.
anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.